Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I am really excited to talk about something that I get messages about all the time asking and it is when you grow flowers for your own wedding. So I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Michelle and she is from Cider Mill Blooms. Michelle, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Michelle. I run Cider Mill Blooms out in uh, Thamesville, Ontario. Um, I'm going in about my fourth growing year and yeah, I grew flowers for my own wedding that I just had this past June and it was interesting. (laughs) It was fun. It was really fun. I am getting married in October and, you know, obviously there are a lot of people that I could have asked to be on this episode when I think of other growers and other flower farmers. I've seen other people grow for their own wedding or that actually do weddings and sell flowers for wedding. And so even if you aren't going to grow flowers for your own wedding, if you just, if that's a part of your business that you want to do. And a lot of people sell buckets of flowers for weddings and, you know, just a lot of different options there. I think this is going to be an episode that relates to a lot of people, but I am going to give a little bit of background on something that Michelle and I share as part of our stories, how we are intertwined. So Michelle and I are each flower farmers. And obviously she got married last June. I will be getting married in October. And both of our weddings were after being widowed at really young ages, which is not something that, you know, you come across very often, but she and I immediately connected just over DMs. I think I sent her something and then she sent one back and I'll never forget, you know, the very first message she sent was, what was your husband's name? And that was just such a deep connection. And I've talked about this in some of my Bloom and Grow episodes, but it was just that comes from a place of knowing and understanding that that's so important for someone to ask or when they say that, like, wow, okay, she knows, she gets it, she gets it. And so I just immediately was drawn to her Instagram page over that. And so we're just going to talk about this briefly and then we'll get into the flowers, but Michelle and I had a phone call this afternoon on the phone just to kind of prep for this episode a little bit. And we talked about how this time around, you know, it's just it's just different, that second, that second wedding. And you get to kind of pick a little bit more what's important to you. You don't have to go through all the hoops like you would a, a first wedding when you do it and you invite all your cousins and your family. So <laughs> Michelle, let's talk about the role that flowers played in your wedding. They were probably the most important part to me, like one of the most important parts to me, just because like flowers are such a big part of like me, my life, my journey, my, I started growing them like in a, when I was in a really deep, dark place. And so I guess my flowers have always been little bits of, I don't know, it sounds great, but like little bits of my heart in a way. I started growing to kind of deal with my sadness, my sorrow, my grief. And so all my flowers have been like products of my grief but to actually grow them for something joyous like my wedding it was kind of like just to have that other side of it was so exciting like finally I'm growing flowers for something happy or like they're going to something happy which I don't know that kind of hit me actually when I was thinking about when you asked me for this podcast and it's like what my flowers really mean to me it's like oh like this is the first thing that they're going towards where like they're being grown out of happiness and not out of grief, if that makes any 
No, it, trust me, it makes so much sense. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir here. Um, you know, and I think, you know, for me to grow them for my own wedding, I will be honest, like, I love growing. I love flowers. I, I love all those aspects of it. But in many ways, I surprisingly, I really enjoy the business side of my flower business. I enjoy, you know, just having these events and seeing what customers like. I just kind of looking at the analytics. So that's super fun for me as well. But I mm -hmm. think the thought of growing them for my own wedding, I'm like, okay, I get to pause and take a deep breath and say, what colors do I want? What, mm -hmm. what do I want to do? Not just what do my customers want to do, but yeah. what do I want to do? And it just kind of creates this whole new, you know, and so actually like the colors that I'm growing this year. So my wedding is in October and even though you're in Canada and I'm in the United States, I'm way more north than you. So um, <laughs> I'm in zone 4B and Michelle is in zone 6B, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, my flowers that I will be growing this year, people are gonna be like, oh, well, there's an awful lot of pinks and there's an awful, I mean, but they'll be, they're more blushy pinks yeah. to fit in with my fall colors. And then I have more like I did a ton of Roseanne Brown Lysianthus, so we're just really oh, hoping so nice. for a second plus or a second flush in the fall. I don't know. We'll see how it happens. Yeah. But yeah, so I think let's get into the kind of the nitty gritty of growing flowers for our own wedding. Did you set your date around your flowers? I set it kind of around my season because I knew it would be between tulips and when my bouquet subscriptions would go out. And, and so I'll, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a good time. And I knew we'd be able to like go away for a little bit too after. And then as soon as we got home, like it was go, go, go. Basically my theme was like, whatever's blooming. Yeah. And then I grew yeah, everything in like the colors that I wanted and that I liked. Yeah, exactly. And I think so Brent and I just got engaged in January, but we've been planning our wedding for quite some time or, you know, having that kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, you better hurry up and ask me if we're getting married this summer. Um, and yeah, we were either June or October or late September mm -hmm. or October. That was our plan again around the subscriptions. I actually changed my subscription. Like I knew, I knew last fall, last September, like we're going to get married. We're going to get engaged soon. We're going to get married next year. I purposely made my <laughs> subscriptions only 10 weeks instead of 12 weeks to allow myself that room because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, okay, then I'll have, you know, I'll have my flowers. But then it just so happens that the band that we want for our wedding isn't available till October 6th, which again is perfect. There might be a light frost already. So we might miss some of those hardy or some of those, you know, lighter annuals. But honestly, I really don't want a lot of sunflowers and I've got plenty of frost cloth and it's going to be fine. It's going to be. Oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're good. Yeah. So I think last year, you know, the last couple of years, our frost hasn't been until mid-October. Two years ago, we did get a frost September 20th, but. I did too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll just see what happens. How did you decide what to hire out versus what to do yourself? So I worked with, uh, her name is Jill from Red Barn Florals. She just lives like a couple roads over from I, from me. And she just, we click and we love the same things and the same style. And I knew I couldn't do everything by myself, but I knew I had like a vision that I wanted. I wanted like the whimsical cottagey florals and Jill just, she loves the same stuff I do. So she helped me with my arbor installation as well as my bridal bouquet, just because I knew I wanted it to be perfect. And I knew I'd let the nerves kind of 
gets me too. And I didn't want to be just stuck doing all the flowers the day before my wedding. So I did my own centerpieces and my own like little other arrangements, but she did like the big feature things. Cause I just, I knew I could trust her to, to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think having that one person that you can trust to kind of be in charge of it, we are having, I don't know, probably between 100 and 125 people at our actual wedding. But then we have both got just huge support systems of friends. And so we're going to have a big dance and like late night appetizers type of thing starting at seven. So the majority of our guests will come starting at like seven o'clock with the band and we've got a food truck and, you know, but the wedding itself will be a little bit significantly smaller than my first wedding. We'll put it that way. Oh, But (laughs) I want, you know, literally I had my friend Taylor come over and I say friend because we're friends now, but I really didn't know her that well (laughs) beforehand, but she lives just 20 miles away. And I'm outside of the Twin Cities, outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul, about an hour. And so she does a lot of event work down there. Most of her brides are more in that area and kind of high-end, more design floral work. But again, you know, she buys her flowers wholesale. And so we kind of met. She came over. I told her kind of my big plan. I'm like, okay, here's here's the barn that I'm getting married in that's beautiful. It's just a couple miles down the road. I'm actually not getting married here at the farm because... I know myself and I know I'll stress and if there's a frost and all the Mm -hmm. flowers are dead, like I just, I just didn't want that. And we have the perfect place Mm -hmm. to do it for free. So (laughs) um, it's actually, so Mary of Sunny Mary Meadow um, would be my late husband's mom that passed away and it's the farm she grew up on. And so Dave, yeah, so Dave and Judy own it. Dave were my late husband's godparents and it might sound weird. Like, well, you're getting married at like your former no, mother-in-laws but like I love they that. they love Brent so much and they they loved they loved him before like he is mm-hmm. godfather to their grandchild because he's best friends with their daughter's husband like it's just it's so connected mm-hmm. and so anyone that thinks it's weird it's actually like Brent completely helped like remodel that barn so he's allowed to get married mm-hmm. there <laughs> probably more than it's me perfect. but like <laughs> my my baby shower for my first daughter was there and it's just the perfect location so I showed mm-hmm. Taylor pictures of what I wanted and I think that's so important when you're picking someone to be like the point person and so my wedding is going to be on a Friday and she said she's like you know keep in mind this is going to be so different event work for something like this compared to the bouquets I sell when we sell bouquets Michelle and I like our subscriptions we pick the flowers when they're barely opening and then we want to, you know, get them in the customer's hands like within 24 hours because we want them <laughs> to enjoy them for a week at a time. That's not the case with a wedding. You know, she's like, well, we'll start picking on maybe even Monday. I'm like, what? And she's like, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to be picking Friday morning. And she's like, no, we're not picking. No, Friday. I'm not. like, oh, okay. So we are going to, I'm going to have volunteers out here and like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're just going to be picking every possible stem. Everything. We'll make centerpieces. We'll make, you know, different jars for all the tables. And then she'll do like the install of all of the pillars and everything that morning, that Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And so it'll it'll be perfect. And then I have a couple flower farmers that I've already reached out to. There's three of them for sure. And all of these episodes, if you go to SunnyMaryMeadow.com and you click on podcast, every single one of these episodes is transcribed into a written blog post. Who did you say your friend was? Red Red Barn or what? Sorry, Floral. Red Barn yeah. Floral. Yeah, okay. Red Barn Floral. So I'll have her Instagram at the bottom. I'll have my friend Amber's. I'll have my friend Taylor's. Like everyone that's helping out with there that we've talked about. Like just give them a little credit and a little shout out. But mm-hmm. so all of that information can be on there. And if you have, if Michelle has any pictures from her wedding, her flowers, I would love for you to email me those. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The next thing we should talk about is 
Like you said, you wanted to really work your wedding around what was naturally going to be blooming. Let's talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit more. So I definitely, I mean, I had my year two peonies blooming beautifully, and I know you're not supposed to cut from them, but I harvested every single stem because I just, I wanted my peonies. I had tons of stock, snapdragons, nigella, oh, just like everything that was available and blooming that I knew could work it all just got cut. And yeah. I made it work somehow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then did you supplement at all? Yeah. Yeah. So I did have to rely on some wholesale stuff. And then I definitely wanted um, the Juliet roses from David Austin mm-hmm. in my bouquet. So those have to be purchased too. Yeah. There's a couple of things like for greenery too. I didn't quite have my Bipleurum ready yet. There was some other stuff that, and eucalyptus too, which of course that's not ready till like October here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to, I had to buy a couple things, but there's quite a few things that I was able to grow and, and use. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we talked about, I think the whole point of this huge local flower movement, I, I think it's awesome to train your customers to know like, Hey, it's tulip season. And yeah, you can, you can usually get tulips year round, but like let's kind of go with when they're naturally blooming. And that also saves money. And it's, you know, to try to get, you know, certain flowers in the dead of winter, like it's that you just kind of adjust your expectations. I mean, if you're a December bride and you're like, I really want peonies. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be ridiculously expensive. And I don't oh, even yeah. know where you get those shipped in from you know it's possible it's possible I don't Mm. know but Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl I don't know if you ever watched that but (laughs) Abby's giving me a laugh right now but she had her peonies in you know whatever time but so so do you do weddings Michelle do you do weddings I've done two but it's they've always just been like close friends or yeah because it's just me I can't Mm -hmm. handle the workload I'd love to do more of them but so far yeah just Micro weddings, yeah. COVID weddings. Yes, there we go. Um, so yes. I am just getting started to do a couple. And then there is a wedding venue in St. Joe in my town that's kind of going to be my guinea pig for this. But I am, I'm not going to do the bouquets. I'm not going to do the brides and bridesmaids. I'm not doing the boutonnieres. Those you need to go through a florist. But I will do like mm-hmm. centerpieces is kind of how I'm getting my feet wet. Because honestly... Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't think I'd enjoy it. I think if a bride was like, this is not symmetrical, I'd be like, I don't have the customer service skills to do it. I'd be like, okay, calm down. Like, uh, That's I don't know. why the COVID yeah. brides were the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they and just think, wanted to be married. Mm-hmm, and they exactly. Didn't really care. Exactly. Like, and oh, that's was, where I, I'm at now. my favorite. And yeah. that's where I'm at. And that's obviously where you were at with getting, you know, married the second time after you realize yeah. how fragile life is. And you're like, you know what? I, I just want to be with the I person I got married I on a Thursday evening. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting married on Friday afternoon. And yeah. But I think, you know, the brides that I'm looking at doing, the one I could t- actually, and then there's one that we got the conversation pretty far along. And I kind of said, you know, I'm not sure this is the right fit. And she's like, I'm not sure it's the right fit either. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Because she started just mm-hmm. asking a lot of really detailed questions. And I'm like, I, I can't answer that yet. And she's like, well, what if, what if what I want isn't blooming yet? I'm like, then it's not blooming yet. I don't know what to tell you. And I told her with my wholesale up till 5 PM the night before I can order it and they deliver it overnight. I have an excellent wholesale. And I said, they're from an hour away. Uh, they are a wonderful, reputable company. They most, the majority of their flowers are Minnesota grown. 
So they're, they're still Minnesota grown flowers. You know, I can, I can order, I can guarantee you have, you know, that Lysianthus, that color of snapdragons that, you know, even though hopefully we don't have to order snapdragons, I should have plenty of those, but it just depends what time they're getting married. And I said, honestly, the more flexible you are, the more enjoyable this will be. If you come out the week before and you see it, and actually I have another set of brides, not another set of brides, a bride and her bridesmaids are going to come out that Thursday. Their wedding is on Saturday. They're going to come out a Thursday evening and they're going to pick all the flowers. They're going to pick like six buckets of flowers. And I'm like, and she knows, you know, I kind of told her, I just screenshotted my Excel spreadsheet and I said, these are what I have. This is the seeds I have. And she's like, oh, I love this. I love this. And I'm like, well, okay, some of those won't be blooming at this time, but it's like the first week in August or something like that. I'm like, this is what I will have. I can pretty much guarantee I will have it. And again, if I don't have, if you want eucalyptus, we can order that in. If you want, you know, big hydrangeas or something, we can order those in. And so just a little bit doing both ways. And then she's got an aunt that used to work as a florist. And so she's going to make all the centerpieces. And I don't know, it's going to be beautiful. And again, if they're just a lot more flexible and they know that, Oh, okay. Well, that's the colors you have. And that's what you, you know, and I'd, I'd be willing sort of to grow what people want, but for the most part, I mean, I don't, it's not like I'm planting jack-o'-lantern orange, Mm -hmm. you know, looking, Mm -hmm. looking zinnias. (laughs) Like I just don't do those anymore. And so I'm like, you're going to like these queen line zinnias. You're just going to like them. I promise. Like you're going (laughs) to like the blush pink. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just when brides are a little bit more just a little bit more flexible. Yeah. 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 And I think if they come in with, yeah, a color palette and even a vibe and some like inspiration photos too. And ideally something that kind of matches like the style that you do as well, then that's really helpful. Yeah. I think, think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like picking your vendor first. I mean, if people come in and that one bride, she was sending me pictures of certain things that she wanted. And I just, I was like, okay, okay, I need to shut this down. And she's super nice, but she's not gonna be happy with me. And I'm not gonna enjoy doing this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and she, she actually did say, well, the florists are just so expensive. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And, and really, if you, I mean, I did some Googling before this, because I, I know, I've heard this before, but again, I'm I'm not a traditional florist. I don't buy things wholesale and and I think that the majority of flower farmers that are listening to this will attest to this. I know it's hard, but our prices need to slightly more match florists. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's getting to be okay, do you want to be the cheapest one? Do you want to be, you know, it's like you can do it for a season or two to be like way cheaper prices, but it's like okay, we're completely pricing them out like maybe we should be charging a little bit more based on the labor because I think people have a hard time charging for their time but a wedding florist they will do the markup the general in the industry is 350 percent cost of materials like five times (laughs) and so you know it's like okay well that you know it costs 30 dollars for the flowers like okay that's 150 dollar bouquet it's a hundred and fifty dollar mm-hmm. centerpiece. I definitely don't mark my flowers up that much. You know, if I sell, you know, sell a bunch of ten stems or whatever for twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, depending on what it is, and it's like, okay, it's all right. And but it is because it the time and what it takes to meticulously be perfect. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's not perfectly done, a bride's going to be upset. And so you know, I I don't anticipate ever getting into like full bride bridesmaids I I know I could probably make way more money obviously if I if I did that but I also don't like the 
idea of having to spend all my Saturdays doing that and being available. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, agree. I know you could probably make them up on Thursday or Friday and, you know, but there's still stressful time. And if, if the aunt that's picking them up on Saturday morning is confused where to go, even if you're not home, even if you try to lay it out, it still becomes this like, the flowers are 20 minutes late and the photographers yeah. are waiting. Oh, yeah. and, you got to yeah. love it to do it. And yeah, yeah that's not exactly where I see myself yep. going either. Yep. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. Cause there's exactly. so many people who are good at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll let them be good at that. So yeah. let's just kind of go back and forth a little bit. Let's just do like April through November. What, what types of flowers, you know, in general, like you're in zone six, mm-hmm. I'm in zone four, but let's just kind of what we would plant. So like an April wedding, I mean, you got to kind of adjust your expectations, but you could probably get tulips in some areas. Yep. Like oh, I will for have, sure. I will have tulips late April in my high tunnel. Had I put some frost cloth on them a while ago or done like a poly low tunnel within my high tunnel, I definitely would have had tulips even sooner. So I think you could kind of force them or force them indoors too. Even. Yeah, for sure. Tulips yeah, so. and then even some late tulips. Uh, that's when like your anemones and your ranunculus are coming mm-hmm. too. So you can have all those. Mm-hmm. And that's even like where you have like your flowering branches, mm-hmm. like forsythia and yep. lilacs. Yep, and- lilacs and a lot of just even like flowering crab trees here in Minnesota. You know, those branches mm-hmm. are so beautiful. Yeah. And I think you can really experiment with some of those. May, same thing, you know, peonies start coming up. For us, mm-hmm. those are more June. I think most people, they are. Yeah, the ranunculus. And then a lot of the cool, hardy annuals, obviously, like you talked about stock. Some of your perennials, some of your perennials will start blooming too, like delphinium and... Oh, and your yarrow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had my larkspur as well. That came up. And then I had like Bells of Ireland and... Oh, goodness. Yeah, I think the... The hardy annuals, for the most part, they're just so whimsical and just so pretty looking. I don't know. Mm, I'm really mm-hmm. excited for my late June them. bouquets, like early, early. They're my favorite. Like yeah. just, yeah. The first ones are always, I mean, I think they're all pretty, but the first ones of the season are just like the prettiest mm-hmm. and you're just in my pr- opinion. You're just proud of them. You're just proud. Of, like, oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I think, you know, a lot of the sunflowers, the pro cuts that are only like 50 days to maturity, you can really time those out and make sure I will be doing some pro cut plums for mine. You grow oh, those. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I try to. <laughs> my gophers eat them. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So I do a lot of sunflowers, but I'm actually not going to do the pro cuts for my bouquets anymore and like my stem bars and my u I shouldn't say the pro cuts. I'll do some pro cuts. I'll do like the gold light, but not the plums because they have such floppy stems and they mm-hmm. almost need to be like supported within the vase or within the jar or within, you know, if you have a bundle. But for my own wedding, I'll be able to just like stick them at the bottom of an arrangement and they'll be pretty. As, as we're saying this, I mean, I so this will be like a bonus attachment. I will... I will contact Taylor because she and I went through and made a list of everything that I should have blooming them then in all the colors. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. But so in October, well, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So obviously in like June or July, you can have a lot of those sunflowers, a lot of snapdragons. And that's when like your heat loving annuals, your zinnias, you know, for for me, that's about, yeah, for me, that's about mid, mid July to late September is kind of what when these flowers will be available. And then my dahlias really don't start blooming till like the last week of August, early September. Okay. Yeah. And mine are usually 
mid-July, late July. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually (laughs) cutting back on the amount of dahlias that I grow. I just, they don't bloom until toward the Mm -hmm. end of August. It's like, this is just not, I don't know. They're just, they're just a lot of work. And my customers truly like, I think they like them and they enjoy them. And so I'll always do some, but I don't think I can really charge a premium for them the way I would like to. Like Mm -hmm. I've tried saying, well, this is a bouquet of six dahlias. That's $40 compared to my other bouquets that are 25. And they're like, well, why is it more? I'm like, well, they're a lot of work. (laughs) Okay. I'll just stick one dahlia in with the rest of the flowers. Okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. Like it just, you know, the amount of work that it takes and you know, it's a combination of knowing how much time and investment it takes and, you know, dividing mm-hmm. the dahlias and, you know, all of that. Storing them. Yep. Even their vase life isn't It's that not great. great. Exactly. Like it, yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, they only last a few days and, and some customers get that and some do not. And I'm like, oh, well, yep. they're like, well, why are they more expensive and they last less? I'm like, well, because they're rare and fragile and you only get to enjoy them a while. <laughs> Your beauty is fleeting. I don't know. That's yeah, exactly. Why. Exactly. <laughs> Scarcity. Yeah. Never mind. Obviously, you don't want to pay more for that. So, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then my wedding, our wedding, sorry, my fiance's sitting over in the kitchen. (laughs) Excuse Um, me. Our our wedding. Um, So I'm really hoping to get a second flush of Lysianthus. Um, I contemplated, I I still probably could buy some plugs of mums. But with it being October 6th, I just don't think that they're going to bloom in time. I really don't. And that's a big like up and coming cut flower for weddings now. Mm-hmm. But you have I'd have to grow them in a tunnel because my frost hits so early and I just am not going to have enough room in my tunnel. I don't think. And yeah. so I'm just, I'm be just beautiful not going to do mom. it. I know. <laughs> and so I don't know. I maybe I might end up buying some of those wholesale, like the really pretty like spidery looking like pink ones. I'll have a lot of different colors of Lysianthus. I'll have a lot of Snapdragons. I've got a lot of different, you know, the Cornell Bronze and the Ivan Eddie <coughs> Dahlias, uh, the Pro Cut Plums. I'll have I the just Queen saw Linsinias. Antonio Valente did a post about he had foxgloves in the fall time. How? He just planted them late. Ah, um, I know. I actually, if I had room and if I, you know, was more organized, I would be curious. I've I've seen a lot of blog posts lately about doing ranunculus in the fall, like in Minnesota. Mm. They're like, it's perfect. You pot yeah. them up in August, you know, or, you know, you, you pre-sprout them, I should say, in August and then plant them in your high tunnel. And then like October, November, you have ranunculus. Mm-hmm. But for me, that would be pre-sprouting them because, you know, they say 90 days. I'd have to pre-sprout them the end of June. And it's oh, like yeah. that it's in the heat of my busy season. And then to get those transplanted and then to waste the like premium the high tunnels. Too. Yeah, because they'd have to be yeah. in my high tunnel. And I, I could not put them in a low tunnel and hope for the best. I don't know. Maybe. But our Septembers <laughs> are still pretty hot. And they'd have to be mm-hmm. a lot of froth or a lot of shade cloth and... I don't know. It'd be risky. Yeah, yeah it'd be risky. Yeah. Um, you know, in the color palettes right now, I think a lot of people use a lot of general greenery, a lot of, you know, that's kind of what's in is white flowers, white flowers, actually Taylor that's doing my flowers. She's like, I am so excited for color. <laughs> and she's like, cause all the weddings <laughs> that she's been doing in the metro area, she's like, it's all white flowers. It's all greenery. Or, and or white flowers. if they're crazy, they do a little bit of blush. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's their little pop. Of yep, color. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I, I just am so excited for yours. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> That's what Jill um, said to me too. She's like, I'm so excited for color. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yep. It's funny. Yeah. And then I don't know. We'll see. I haven't quite talked to her about this yet, but I'm like, how do you feel about making like 50 flower crowns for anyone that wants to wear a flower crown? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, because I'm not going to do, we're not going to do like bridesmaids and groomsmen. We decided we're like, you know, we've got a lot of people that have supported us and it's just, you know, because I have two daughters and so of course they're going to have flower crowns and that's going to be super fun. But I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe like an honorary bridesmaid situation and you know, and she's like 50. I'm like, well, you know, you know, like cousins. And like, I, don't know. I just think it'd be so fun to somehow like have that. like a table of flower crowns. But again, is that realistic? <laughs> Probably not, but whatever. It's so fun though. It's so fun. It's so fun. And if you can't have fun at your own wedding and you know, the thing is when I think about how many flowers I'm going to have, and I mean, I'm going to pay Taylor an hourly rate is what we kind of came up with. Cause she's like, I don't even know how to how to price this. I'm like, yeah, because if we need wholesale, I want to buy them. And, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely want to compensate her for her time and, you know, not get a deal or, you know, whatever. I just, you know, I want her to do mm-hmm. it. And then there'll be other people helping volunteers that genuinely just want to be a part of something bigger and it's going to be so fun. And I'm like, why don't we just do an hourly rate if you're cool with that? She's like, yep. I'm like, okay, done. That's so nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'll work really well. I think, you know, you referenced this earlier, the importance to ha- of having like an inspiration page. Otherwise, you're, ex- you know, just maybe just adjusting your expectations. If you want locally grown flowers, think mm. about what mm-hmm. that really means. Think about yeah. what that really means. And that means you're going to get what's blooming. You're going to get yep. the colors that they have, or, you know, you can shop around. You can shop from a couple different flower farmers last year. I did have someone buy, she bought a bucket of sunflowers from me just because the other grower that she was buying from did not have sunflowers blooming at the time in the color that she wanted. And, you know, you mm-hmm. can send those messages and I don't know, it just depends. Like some growers, you know, any business is business, whereas some are like, yeah, I don't really want to do weddings or I'm not doing the buckets or I'm not doing the bouquets or you can buy them here. Or, you can buy them pre-made mm-hmm. or, you know, yes, no, it just depends. Just ask around. I don't know. Find yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. Honestly, and if you're flexible. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you go in kind of with just the mindset, knowing like these flowers are local there it's what's blooming they're the freshest flowers you're ever gonna get yeah and And you kind of go in with yeah inspiration more than specifics and I think yeah you'll probably come ahead and be pretty happy with what you're gonna get yeah I have a friend that is growing her own flowers for her wedding and she's never even grown a vegetable garden she's like what tips do you have I'm like oh boy um can it be done (laughs) yes and she's getting married in August and so she's really gonna plant just a ton of sunflowers I'm like look at the days to maturity go backwards you know for things like zinnias you can give yourself a little bit of wiggle room you know and then you know after we talked about it a little bit she is adjusting her expectations I'm like I'm not trying to sell you anything like you can go with whoever you want but I said if I were you I would you know get what you're gonna get but then maybe order some wholesale and you can still do them yourself. You know, you can still, Mm -hmm. you can still arrange them yourself, but to also grow them if you've never grown them, like, I think just, that's a big endeavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot to just do It's not all or none. It's not all or none. You don't have to like, oh, I grew my own flowers, but you didn't because you didn't, I know you didn't grow those hydrangeas. Okay, well, I guess I didn't. Like, no, you grew your own flowers. You did it. You can say you did. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I think that's, you know, kind of the biggest tip. Yeah, I would just find your local flower farmer and get talking. And the earlier, the better, obviously. (laughs) You know, if I knew, you know, if my sister was getting married in... August or something. And I knew that I'd be like, okay, exactly what colors do you want? Like I will grow accordingly. And who knows, you might find a flower farmer that's like, 
yeah, I don't, I don't really care what color I grow as long as they're not ugly. But if you're really dead set on red, okay, I guess I wasn't going to grow a lot of red flowers. But sure, if you're going to pay me to grow red flowers, I'll grow red flowers. Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll grow all the red yeah, flowers. Yeah, exactly. I'll grow all the red flowers you want. Yeah, we can do that. We can make that happen. So real quick, where can we find you on Instagram? Do you have a website? How, how do we get a hold of you? And I'll have yeah, all this in I'm the episode in- notes, but... <clears throat> I'm at Cider Mill Blooms on Instagram. My Facebook, I kind of left that just because I want to focus more on Instagram and just keeping the two is just too chaotic. So you can find me on Instagram. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I'd love to make that leap sometimes, but then I realize that the majority <laughs> of my actual customers that buy from me are on Facebook. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I, need to, I need to devote time to both of them. So yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, and thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, happy, happy wedding. Happy wedding flowers for everyone that's listening and good luck. Yes, good luck to you. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com. Flowers, flowers, we love flowers. Sunny Mary Meadow, they smell so good. sunnymarymeadow.com.